Welcome back to the Sports Season Podcast. I'm your host, Jock Contreras. With your co-host, Adam Garcia. And welcome to also the home of the most unbiased Eagles and Cowboys fans. I know, that's shocking. Yes. New yeah, that, slogan right there. Yeah, yeah. That will hopefully catch on, but... We're, we're going to talk about a bunch of things. We're going to talk about free agency. We're going to talk about Drew Brees retiring. We're going to talk about um, NBA trade deadline. So just grab a snack, just sit, sit down, or f- fall asleep to our voices. Yes, we will be your sleep. We'll help you go to sleep. But pay attention and listen. All right. With that, sorry about, I think, two weeks ago not recording or something like that. Um... Recently, uh, stuff has been going on. Like, for personal reasons. But yeah, just excuse that. All right, anyway, with that said, let's get into it. And first off, we're just going to address this right now. We know about the Deshaun Watson stuff, but uh, we feel as ourselves that we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, well, I feel like we we should just like make a comment on it, but but like if you just want my take on it, it's just gonna be like um, um I would just say if it if he did it, then that's that's bad, and um probably won't step on the field again, or you I don't know if you will, but he's still young, so I don't know. And and if he didn't, then 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 that's fucked up of what the victims did, but. But still, I'm not. We're not gonna say anything because we're not lawyers, and plus, we don't really want to talk about it. Yeah, we just feel that's not a thing for us to compliment about. But anyway, we'll get right into the episode. All right, we're gonna start off with free agency letter grades. Obviously, free agency still going on. You know, draft hasn't even came yet. But right now, we're gonna give our about halfway to three-fourths of the way of free agency done all right we'll start off with the buffalo bills and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna read everyone that they signed or traded for and then yeah we're just gonna give it a letter grade all right so the bills obviously they brought in mitch trubisky matt burita taiwan jones isaiah mckenzie brandon powell emmanuel sanders jacob hollister bobby hart Daryl Williams, John Felic- Feliciano, Boris Lamp, F.A. Obata, Tyro Adams, Matt Milano agreed to a new deal, Levi Wallace, and Matt Hack. All right, mm-hmm. start out, John. All right, so I think I'm just gonna get it straight away. I'm, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give the Bills probably a B. They did. They did a lot by signing a lot of backups and signing some players that they could start as well. But they didn't really, in my opinion, like make moves that could put them over the top like Emmanuel Sanders like he regret he regressed last season possibly because of Drew Brees' gimpy arm but we, we don't know but I, I don't think he's as good as anymore as what he was with the Broncos Mr. Bisky, I think we all know he's going to take his take Josh Allen's job so that's already debate out of the question so <laughs> and um Levi Wallace uh, um, got, got back in a good deal. Um, they they got Daryl Williams back, which is a good deal. He revived his career there. And um, what else is there? I forgot. Burrito, um, Force Lamp, and then really that just a bunch of backups to be for real. 
Well, like Forest Lamp, he didn't really work out in with the Chargers. Just looking to sign, and probably as a backup, I, don't, I doubt he'll start with, with the Bills. And then Matt, Matt Hawk, a good punter. And then that's really I have to say. I'm just gonna give it a B. I'm gonna give this a B minus. Think. Um, I agree with everything they said. This was mostly some backup signings. Obviously, the Sanders deal, the Matt Milano deal, which they re-signed him on a very, very good deal. Levi Wallace got the one-year deal to come back. And I'm completely fine with that. They really need some corners. And, well, Levi Wallace, they thought was their best option to bring back. And what they did. And then Mitch Trubisky... Again, why? But, you know, he's just there to be the backup. Even though they had uh, Jake Fromm. Yeah, Jake Fromm. I don't know what's going to happen to him now. Third stringer or something. And then, yeah, that's really all I have to say on that. I'm going to give the Bills B minus. I'm staying in the AFC East. Go to the Dolphins. Dolphins. They brought in Jacoby Brissett, Malcolm Brown, Will Fuller. Mac Hollins, Adam Pinky, Isaiah Wilson, and then cut him. Matt Surka, John Jenkins, Adam Butler, Bernardrick McKinney, Alandon Roberts, Brennan Scarlett, Justin Coleman, and Michael Pellardi. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna give it a B minus because they they signed a lot of backups and some decent players, but wait, Dolphins, right? Yeah. Wait, you meant you didn't mention Will Fuller, though. Yeah, I did. Okay. Well, other than like Will Fuller and, and um, yeah, other than Will Fuller and Benardrick McKinney, that's that like which are which will be good signs of defense and offense. Like Will Fuller is is the obviously is the obvious defense that they needed that they lacked for like the past couple of years. Like Devontae Adams is not really that. Devontae Parker is not that fast. And Preston Williams, it, it, not that fast either. So this need a deep threat and Wolf Fuller. I think it's gonna give that to him. And Bernard McKinney, I think it's gonna be a good just for that defense. And uh, and other it's just a bunch of backups and a good punter. And I'm gonna give it about a B minus. I'm actually gonna race this one. I'm gonna go with a B on this one. I think they did a little bit better than the Bills, in my opinion. Again, doing what they did, bringing in a backup for Jacoby Brissett. <clears throat> as in Jacoby Brissett for Tua. Malcolm Brown's a pretty decent backup running back to have. Will Fuller, obviously, is their main one. Bringing in that big deep threat that they needed severely. Devontae Parker stepped up a little bit, but still not looking like that top pick that they took him at. This will give him that Will Fuller is amazing, even though he's suspended. I think the first game of the season, I think. I know he's suspended for a game or two but anyway Isaiah Wilson though which when I dress this man like he's gonna go down as probably a, one of the biggest draft busts as a first rounder from the Titans trade him to, for a seventh and immediately cut because he didn't show up to practice that is unbelievable and very lazy and then the other one I'll talk about is Bernardrick McKinney of course, there's the trade with the Texans. They got Shaq Lawson. So, you know, Bernardrick McKinney's still a pretty good linebacker, and I expect him to be pretty decent for the Dolphins. 
moving on to the Patriots, who just, man, had a good free agency. They re-signed Cam Newton, re-signed, re-signed James White, signed Nelson Aguilar, signed Kendrick Bourne, signed Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, traded for Trent Brown, uh, re-signed David Andrews. Uh, let's see. They brought in Devon Godshaw, Lawrence Guy they re-signed, Matt Judon they signed, Raquan McMillan they signed. Kyle Van Noy, they brought back. Justin Bethel, they signed. Jalen Mills, they signed. And Nick Folk, they re-signed. Amazing. I think the Patriots they get an A. Not I think what's put me actually no A minus. I think what's put what's holding it back from giving like an A plus or anything is just like damn like um like they got like positions that they need, but it's mainly because of receiver. Like they they did get some receivers, but they're not receivers that can take them like over the top. They're just like receivers that are either underrated or j- just probably second or third stringers at best. But like they did sign Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, which is very good deals, honestly. Like like Bill Belichick, one of those two tight end sets, uh, like he did with, with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, Jalen Mills. Um, with lost some leadership from the for the Eagles, but he, he wasn't that good. So. Yeah, whatever. Train for Trent Brown, which that is honestly a steal. Like Trent Brown is probably like a top five right tackle in the NFL. They got back David Andrews, which is pretty good. And then they lost Joe Tini, which is, which sucks. But I'm pretty sure they might slide Michael on Wenu there. And Matt Judon, even though some people might call him overrated, and and I might be one of them, but the but he's he is still a good player and made the Pro Bowl for like the last two seasons. If I'm correct about that one, I don't I th- think I am. But I don't know. But overall, I think a very good haul for the Patriots. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one an A. You gave it an A minus, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one an A. You know, the Patriots. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Man, I was very surprised them when they spent all this money. Bill Belichick and well, spent money like I just said. Nelson Aguilar really did good in Oakland, and well, got thirteen million dollars a season. Wow. From him dropping every single passing in 13 mil a year. Wow. Kendrick Bourne's another good receiver, but I think they slightly overpaid for him. Hunter Henry, though, and Johnny Smith steals right there, as you said. Two tight ends set. Arguably went from the worst tight ends in the NFL to arguably the two best. Well, package. Then the Trent Brown deal. Man, that was, that was amazing for them to bring back Trent Brown. And that offensive line has just gotten even better. And with the addition of Michael Onwenu, who had an outstanding rookie year, by the way. He can play everywhere on the offensive line, and it's really going to help him a lot. And then the other one I'll talk about is Matt Judon, which, yeah, I think this was a slight overpay. Four years, $56 million is a lot. You know, they did bring back uh, Kyle Van Noy, but... Well, Matt Judon, they expect to be a guy that gets double-digit sacks for them, and I just don't think he's going to do that. Now to the New York Jets. Now, they've done the worst so far, but still go over. Josh Adams, they re-signed. They brought in Tevin Coleman, brought in Keelan Cole, Corey Davis, Tyler Croft, Finney Curry, Carl Lawson, Sheldon Rankins, Gerard Davis. They 
franchise Marcus May and they brought in LaMarcus Joyner? Um, I'm going to say B because they didn't really bring in like any good players if you count LaMarcus Joyner that. Like, like Joe Douglas is obviously like spending money so whoever they draft if it's either Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson or Justin Fields for that or for that matter or even more extend Trey Lance or Mac Jones for you in that sense but like whoever's going to draft that at quarterback, which the, which they did trade Sam Darnold, which we're going to talk about that later. Which they did trade Sam Darnold, and um, they might. Do... Well, whoever's just going to be there is just going to be good. That's what we all have to say about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Jets. Um, yeah, we clearly saw that they did the worst out of every AFC East team. Um, really, the only one I can see here being a good one is Corey Davis, who had a really good year. Sheldon Rankins, I agree, is a good deal. Marcus May, I think they need to sign him long-term. I think that needs to get done. Sheldon Rankins, though, I really like that signing. But Corey Davis, three-year, $37 million. Obviously didn't live up to that fourth or fifth pick potential until this season. He did really good this season. Got his money, and, well, we'll see if he can actually, like stand up to that money see if he's worth it at all all right to the afc north start off with the ravens they really haven't done that much either but they brought in sammy Watkins, josh oliver who they traded for kevin zeidler they re-signed ties bowser re-signed pernell mcphee re-signed Derek wolf and brought back anthony levine I think the Ravens, it's going to be a C plus. Like, I, I'm giving them that because they massively disappointed, even though Kevin Zeidler and Sam Watkins are good signings and fill in. Well, Kevin Zeidler fills in the whole free offensive line, and Sam Watkins is just there to be the number one. But the Ravens, like, I don't know why they didn't, like, go after, like, Allen Robinson or. Well, they couldn't, but, like, I don't know why they couldn't, like, get after, like, a receiver that was there, like Corey Davis. But I, I don't know. Like, no receivers want to play in Baltimore, probably because of Lamar, but uh, who knows. But but Kevin Zeiler is a good good addition for the offensive line. Offensive line. Um, let's see. Sammy Watkins, like, he left Kansas City to go to Baltimore, and he's not number one. He's nowhere near number one. Uh, yeah, C+. Plus. I'm actually going to give this one a C. I'm give it a little bit lower. Sammy Watkins, I think, is arguably one of the most overrated receivers in the whole NFL. He is absolutely horrible. He is not good at all. I think at best he's a number three receiver on some teams. Josh Oliver is a pretty decent tight end, but the move they did was Kevin Zeidler. That was a really good deal for him. Giants cut him to clear money, and, well, the Ravens swooped up on him. Obviously, they lost Marshall Yonda, now gone on two years, and, well, Kevin Zeidler, he's not going to be expected to be like Marshall Yonda, but, you know, they're expecting a really good offensive guard for him, and I think that's what they're going to get. So uh, I'm going to give him a C on that. To the Bengals, which have just made a ton of moves, they re-signed backup Brandon Allen, re-signed Samaje P. Ryan, signed Riley Reeve, signed Quentin Spain, signed Trey Hendrickson, Resigned, oh no, signed Larry Ogunjobi, re-signed Mike Daniels, signed Eli Apple, signed Cheeto Bayouzier, 
signed Tony Brown, signed Mike Hilton, signed Ricardo Allen, and brought back Kevin Klu- Kevin Huber. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna give it a B minus. Like Trey Hendrickson, like he he obviously just came off of his best season, even though it's a contract season, which I'm very respectful a lot of back. Yeah, I'm just questioning about that. About that deal, big overpay. Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton is actually a deal I like. I think he's a pretty underrated corner for for the Steelers, and that's going to be a big hit for their defense. Cheeto be a Wuzier. I think. I think if injury, I think if he doesn't get hurt. I think he can be a decent corner. Carter, Carter Allen. He's a he is a starting quality safety. A little bit overpaid, in my opinion, but whatever. And the reason why I'm just giving this a B is because it, it says really bunch, just a bunch of backups. Mm-hmm. So that's really it. So, yeah, B. Mm-hmm. I think they got a little bit more starters than most of the teams. But, yeah, I, I agree. There's mostly backups here. Samaj so P. Ryan was actually, like, not horrible for them. Larry Ogunjobi, I love that move right there to play D-tackle for them. Him and Mike Daniels. Mike Daniels actually did really, really good. I'm surprised they brought him back, though. Larry Ogunjobi and Mike Daniels on that D-line. Adding Trey Hendrickson, I think it was a little bit of an overpay, though. Yes, he was, I think, tied for either second or first in the league in sacks, but, you know, man, it's contract year, and well, most players are going to break out in their contract year to get that money. Mike Hilton, I agree with you, is very underrated. I think he's a very, very good cornerback, a very, very good slot cornerback. And Cheeto, obviously, leaving the Cowboys, um, I think that was pretty much expected. Yeah. And, well, again, like you said, if he stays healthy, then, well, I see a starting quality corner there. And, yeah, uh, for this grade, I think I'm going to give it a... I give it a C plus. All right, let's go to the Browns. Now, they re-signed Rashard Higgins, signed JoJo Natson, signed Tack McKinley, signed Malik Jackson, re-signed Malcolm Smith, re-signed Anthony Walker, signed John Johnson, signed Troy Hill, and re-signed Cody Parkey. Alright, I'm gonna give this an A because the, not only because that they brought in, in my opinion, the best signing in this whole free agency, John Johnson, which was very, very good corner safety. Okay, whatever. Safety for for the Rams, very important to that to that Rams defense that was ultimately ultimately number one last year. Troy Hill, very good slot corner for the Rams. Tag McKinley, I think, was a steal. Like, it doesn't. I don't care if he's a backup, but if he could be a backup or starter, I think that's a steal. If he if he's a backup or a starter, he's a decent starter, good backup. Malik Jackson, that's a steal. He's really good with the Eagles, and yeah, that's all I have to say about it. A. Hey. Well, I think Rashard Higgins is very very underrated. I think he's slept on. And, well, Baker loves him as a weapon, and, well, they brought him back to be Baker's weapon right there. Obviously, I think I'm going to agree with you on that John Johnson deal. I mean, that was just a steal, man. 
the Browns needing the safety position, just the secondary position in general, which they also grabbed Troy Hill. What a move there as well. And, man, this Browns team with Denzel Ward coming back healthy this year. Wow. Wow. If that Browns secondary can improve, then, man, this team is scary. Tack McKinley is a really good hire as well, I think. And then Cody Parkey actually did really good for him, so I don't mind that as well. To the last team in the AFC North, the Steelers. So they brought in Kalen Balazs, re-signed Ray Ray McLeod, re-signed Juju on a one-year deal, uh, brought in BJ Finney, brought in Cameron Sutton and Chris Wormley, and re-signed Jordan Berry. I'm sorry. This is in... This is an F. Like, you lose. <laughs> like, you... You let you let like two important corners, actually three important corners, because they because they released Steven Nelson, they they let go of Mike Hill and Steven Nelson of their defense, and they didn't really get replacements. And Juju says one of us over, in my opinion, the most overrated receiver in the NFL. Like, if you're just gonna go thirteen and three, and then did the points and free agency, like what are you doing? Like, just, what are you doing? What are you doing there? You failed. Oh. <laughs> I agree as well, bro. You ran off. Wow. I, I, I agree as well. I think this is an F right here. I think literally I'm only not giving it like an F minus is because they brought back Juju on a one-year deal. But man, oh my gosh. And like Juju is so overrated as well. But man, Wow. This was awful by the Steelers. Got rid of their corners. Obviously, their second, I mean, their whole defense is just phenomenal. But, I mean, secondary is a really important part of that defense. And, well, they let them go. And uh, Curse Wormley, I think, is a good signing, but nowhere near close to any of the corners. <laughs> I think, yeah, this is just a straight F right here. I'm disappointed by the Steelers. To the AFC South, starting off with the Texans, they brought in Ryan Finley with the trade from the Bengals. They signed Tyrod Taylor, signed Mark Ingram, signed Philip Lindsay, signed Chris Conley, signed Andre Roberts, signed Dante Moncrief. He's back in the NFL. They traded for Ryan Izzo. They traded for Marcus Cannon in the in the trade with the Patriots. They signed Justin Britt. They, of course, traded for Shaq Lawson with the Dolphins. They signed Malik Collins. They signed Cameron Gruger-Hill. Signed Jordan Jenkins. Signed Christian Kirksey. Signed Terrence Mitchell. Signed Vernon Hargraves. Signed Desmond King. And then signed Terrence Brooks and Cam Johnson. D-plus. Like... It's mostly just backups. Like, like, what is Mark Ingram and Phil Lindsay gonna do? And I don't even know why Desmond King decided to go to that dysfunctional organization. Like, I don't know why players decide to go there. But it's just a bunch of backups. Like Tyron Taylor. Like, like, I guess he can start him if Deshaun Watson's guilty. But I, I fairly doubt. Like, uh, he'll start, even if Deshaun's guilty, or, like, he probably will, because if he is guilty, then the NFL's probably going to suspend him. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I guess he's only there just to be a backup or or set or a replacement for when Deshaun if Deshaun's guilty. <laughs> like that's that's just a D plus. Like like what is Phil Lindsay, Mark Ingram gonna do? Like running backs are not important. Like in my opinion, and plus Desmond and like it's a good sign. Like the only, the only reason why I didn't give it at like at least like a D minus or an F is because they signed Desmond King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here I'm actually gonna go a little bit up. I'm gonna give it a C minus, but it's still not good either. Like already have David Johnson, man, and they brought in Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay. I don't care that they're both on one-year deals, man. Running backs are so replaceable, and you have three, like, decent ones already. They brought in, like, receivers. I honestly think that this wasn't for backups. Like, the Texans are horrible. Like, most of these guys are gonna start. Like, the Texans are an awful team, that most of these guys are going to be starting on their team. Chris Conley's going to start. Mark Ingram's probably going to start. Tyrod's probably going to start. Moncrief and Cannon and Lawson and all of them. Like, I think this was actually for most of their starters. They had a ton of money and they spent it unwisely, as the Texans always do. And, yeah, Desmond King, I don't get why he went to this organization. It's just going to ruin his career. But it was a one-year deal, so maybe he's just doing this to have a breakout season and get paid next season. Maybe, because, man, he needs to get out of there. To the Colts, starting out with one of the biggest moves of the offseason. They traded for Carson Wentz. They re-signed Marlon Mack, re-signed Ty Hilton. Oh, my God, T.Y. Hilton. Oh, my God. (laughs) They signed Julian Davenport. They re-signed Xavier Rhodes, who had a really good year with them, and they re-signed John Davis. Oh my god! Well, okay then. After you botched that, but T.Y. Hilton, like, yes, he did regress a lot this season, but he's still a, a, like a starting quality receiver. Not obviously not a number one in my opinion anymore, but still, still probably at best a number two. Carson wins. I think that's gonna be beneficial for them. Like even I think he'll he'll make this team a lot better, in my opinion. And you can say I'm biased, and you you and yeah, you could say that. Like it's my opinion, and okay, yeah. And um, my why would you resign Marlon Mack? Like why would you resign Marlon Mack when you already have like Jordan Wilkins and, and John Taylor, who just was breaking out at the end of the season? Like I don't get that. I'm gonna give this Hines. Uh, and Naheem Hines, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a B plus. I'm gonna go with a B on this one. I think. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna give this one a B right here. So Carson Wentz deal, it's probably gonna turn into a first round pick because he'll, I'm assuming, gonna play seventy percent of his snaps. Marlon Mack, I don't get that at all. You have Jonathan Taylor, who's looked pretty decent so far. I think he's a bit overrated, though. T.Y. Hilton is probably at the third at best, so like a really, really good third or like an average second. And then it's all backups until you get to Xavier Rhodes. I really like that signing. He was really good for the Colts last year, surprisingly. And, well, re-signing him on a one-year $6.5 million deal. I think that's a really good signing there, but I'm going to get this B. 
to the Jaguars. Now, they did a lot. They brought in C.J. Beathard, Carlos Hyde, Jamal Agnew, Philip Dorsett, Marvin Jones, franchise Cam Robinson, re-signed Adam Gosses, re-signed um, Malcolm Brown. I'm sorry, they traded for Malcolm Brown. Signed Shaquille Griffin, signed Josh Jones, and signed Rashawn Jenkins. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this a C minus. The Jaguars did, did a lot, like a lot, in frequency, but it's not really gonna help them in the long run. Like Shaquille Griffin, like is the only person I think I can that can help in the in the long run. Even though I do think he was overpaid, but I do think he's still a great corner. Most of the most of the other people, in my opinion, are just backups. Like Carlos Hyde, he he's there, I guess, as a backup. I just really don't have anything like notable to say about what they did. To be honest with you, like C minus. I think I'm gonna go with the the C on this one. I I really like the signing of Marvin Jones. I think he's severely underrated. But the better deal, I don't get backup. I guess need to resign Cam Robinson, Malcolm Brown. Out of Texas, my boy right there. Only got him for a seventh. And then the big deal that they got was Shaquille Griffin. I think maybe a tad bit overpaid, but he's still a really good corner. But I just want to address this Rayshon Jenkins deal. This guy got a four-year, $35 million deal. To be honest, I really don't even know who Rayshon Jenkins is. I just know he was on the Chargers last year. And wow, the Dolphins, I mean the Dolphins, the Jaguars gave this man a big deal. So he better be worth this. Now, the final team, the Titans. They signed Josh Reynolds, signed Jeff Swaim. They signed Danico Audrey, re-signed Jayon Brown, signed Bud Dupree, signed signed Janoris Jenkins, signed Kevin Johnson, and signed Matthias Farley. Okay, so um, I'm just going to say this right now. Um, this is a hot take. I'm going to say the D. Mostly because of, of they released it. They let go of Corey, Corey Davis. They let go of Dory Jackson. Like two good players last year that they really did not need to cut, but they did. Bud Dupree is overpaid as shit. Like Alex Heisman is basically at the same production as him when Bud Dupree was her. Josh Reynolds, he's a good third or fourth receiver. And Norris Jenkins sucks. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, D. <laughs> um, I'm honestly gonna do you one worse. I'm gonna go with the D minus on this one. I don't like this at all. I don't like this. Jayon Brown is a really good linebacker, but I mean, other than that, Budgie Bree is so, so overpaid. Wow, like they actually signed him to that big of a deal. Janoris Jenkins is awful now. Kevin Johnson is awful. <laughs> Danico Audrey is so bad as well. And they gave him seven mil a year. 
And then Jeff Swain's bad. Josh Reynolds is okay, but what is he going to be your second receiver? Because how bad the receivers are. So, man, I think this is awful. This is really close to being an F for me. But since they brought back Jayon Brown and brought in Josh Reynolds uh, out of San Antonio, by the way, let's go. I It's so close to an F. We'll just leave it at that. To the AFC West, let's go to Broncos have done severely nothing almost, but they did re-sign Shelby Harris, brought back Mike Boone, signed Ronald Darby, they signed Kyle Fuller, which got cut, who got cut. They cut Kareem Jackson and then re-signed him, and then they placed the franchise tag on Justin Simmons, but did end up coming to an agreement with him on a four-year, $61 million deal. I think this is honestly a B-minus because because um, they, they did get Justin Simmons back. They got Kareem Jackson signed. Actually, I might actually bump this up to probably an A. Like they got back Von Miller, assuming he's gonna be good, gonna bounce back and be good. Like they got back um, Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. He signed Kyle Fuller, which is a steal, and to put him, put him right next to Bryce Callahan, which had an amazing season. Like that defense is, well, specifically that secondary is looking scary right now. It's just, it's just if Drew Lock can actually play quarterback, he, he, they could be good. This Broncos team is looking severely underrated. Their defense is looking unreal. And I'm going to give this uh, I'm going to give this a B plus. I think it a little bit more to bump it up to an A for me. But man, this was a very good job by the Broncos. Darby is still a really good slot cornerback. Kyle Fuller, I don't even know why he got cut by the, by the Bears. I really don't know. Kareem Jackson's still really good at safety, and then you re-signed a top-five safety in the league to a long-term deal in Justin Simmons. Shelby Harris as well did pretty good. Got him on a, on a good deal, I would say. It, this just really comes down to Drew Locke and that offense. If Drew Locke can improve this season, I can definitely see the Broncos potentially as a wild-card team here. That defense is just incredible. Let's go to the Super Bowl runner-ups, the Kansas City Chiefs, which really haven't done a lot as well, but they did bring back Demarcus Robinson. They signed Tajay Sharp. They brought back Blake Bell. They re-signed, well, they signed Kyle Long out of, out of retirement, signed Joe Tooney, signed, re-signed Mike Remmers. Oh, my God. They signed Taco Charlton, signed Jerron Reed, and brought back Daniel Swanson. C minus. It's mostly because, like, why would you cut your your two starting right tackles? Which I get, Mitch Trubisky is getting old, and Eric Fisher coming off is coming off a torn Achilles. Like, it's like, come on. Like, obviously, like, like Kyle Long and Joe Tooney are good signings, in my opinion. And, like, Jerron Reed is going to be an important part of that defense as well. But, like, what are you going to do about your tackles? Like, like we, you saw, you, did you watch that Super Bowl? Like, Patrick Wells got killed because of his tackles. Like, now you resign Mike Remmers, which he's probably going to kill Patrick Mahomes, to be honest. I don't think he's so going to injure him. I think, I think he might just kill him. 
like what like what are you what are you doing just like what are you what are you doing man like just c minus uh i'm gonna give this one a c a little bit up and that's because they signed arguably the best uh offensive lineman arguably i don't think he is but definitely top five top three and Joe Tooney, I think that's a really important deal for them off of this cutting these offensive linemen. I mean, God, man. You cut an all-pro <laughs> Mitchell Schwartz, so I still don't think has been signed at all yet. And then Eric Fisher, your former number one overall pick, man. And he wasn't even bad either. I don't get this move by the Super Bowl runner-up, Kansas City Chiefs. And... Wow, they really went downhill here. Probably still will get bailed out by Mahomes, but man, it, this is not a good move for the Chiefs at all. All right, let's go to the Vegas Raiders. Gosh, they made so much moves as well. They brought in Kenyon Drake, who re signed Theo Reddick, signed John Brown, re signed Jay Jones, Zay Jones, sorry. Signed Willie Sneed. They re-signed the bully Richie Cognito. They signed Yannick Ngakwe. Re-signed Jonathan Hankins. Signed Quentin Jefferson. Signed Matt Dickerson. Signed Solomon Thomas. Re-signed Nicholas Morrow. And brought back, I guess you can say, Carl Joseph. And they re-signed Nevin Lawson. I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I have I'm just gonna give it. I'm, I'm gonna give it a C because mostly because like, why do you tear down your offensive line, which was top five in my opinion, probably mostly, probably top three in my opinion. You tore it down, and but you resigned Ricky and Cognito out of all people. Like you, you could have had Trip Brown. You could resign Rodney Hudson, and I don't care what their free agency signings are. Like I don't really care. I just want to complain at this point. Like, why? Like, Kenny Drake was really disappointing with the Cardinals. Like, Yannick Gakwe disappointed me. Like, <laughs> and with the Ravens, he really did not do shit. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, just, wow. what are you doing? Like, why? Just why? Like, you couldn't even get anything for, like, you couldn't get anything for, like, Trent Brown or, or Gabe Jackson combined. Like, nothing of value. They gave up a top five right tackle for a seventh round pick. They got so. two seventh rounders from the Patriots and the Seahawks for Gabe Jackson. Then they cut Rodney Hudson. Then he said the Cardinals. Like, what are you doing? Like, you failed it. That's a D. I'm gonna go D plus just because of Carl Joseph. I think he's still underrated. I think he can be a pretty decent signing. Solomon Thomas, they're taking a chance on. I don't know about that. He's been a bust. Nothing short of a bust. Yannick Ngakwe, well, I think, honestly, he really should have been paid more. I don't think he's good at all, but, like, an edge rusher, like, they usually get paid a lot. I think this is a decent deal for Yannick Ngakwe, but, man, the Vegas Raiders are looking like they're going downhill next season. That offensive line was so severe to Derek Carr, and man, they have arguably one of the worst offensive lines now. 
because this is bad, man. I'm really unimpressed by this. Kenyon Drake, you don't even need him. Josh Jacobs is the most overrated running back in the league, but still, he's still decent at the least. You didn't even need Kenyon Drake at all. I'm, I'm dumbfounded by this move. And, well, yep, I'm going to give it just a, a D plus, man. To the Chargers, which, wow, wow, to say the least. They signed Chase Daniel. They signed Jared Cook. They signed Matt, Matt Fowler. By Feeler. They signed Corey Lindsay. They signed Kyler Fackrell. Signed Michael Davis. Signed Ryan Smith. They re-signed Brandon. Uh, no, I'm not even trying to pronounce the last name. And they re-signed Michael Badgley. B plus, borderline B plus to like up B, whatever. B plus because mostly because like they just adrift. like they lost Hunter Henry, which sucks obviously because he's young, like twenty five in my opinion. Wait, wait, is he twenty five? I think it's like twenty six or something. Like, like that. he's still young and in his prime, but like you did bring my Jared Cook, which somehow he still got it for the, for his age. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's somehow good. Brought back, brought. Okay. Yeah, he's twenty six. Yeah. Um, they signed Matt, Matt Filer, which was pretty, which was pretty underrated for the Steelers. Like had a pretty good season. Corey Lindsley, which in my Ooh. opinion was the best offensive lineman last year. Like got him for a steal. Like I think the Chargers are. I think in my opinion. Our playoff team, like I've been saying this for years straight, and then then me look stupid, but this is gonna be the one year. Come on, please. I think this is the playoff team. Hey, they got rid of Anthony Lynn, brought in Brandon Staley. Hey, Herbert is still going up. Mm-hmm. All right, this charge team's looking nice. I'm gonna give it a little bit lower though, I'm gonna give it a B because, like. Really, I only see the important two right here, but there's really, really important. Jared Cook is going to be a good tight end for Burrow to throw to. And then Corey Lindsley, which you can arguably make that as the steal of a free agency if you really wanted to. Man, the Packers are so dumbfounded bringing back a running back over the best center in the league, arguably. That, that is crazy. And they got him on a really good deal as well to be that amazing center for Justin Herbert and that offensive line is still developing. Chargers are looking really, really nice. The move I really don't like, though, is uh, bringing back Michael Badgley because he's pretty, pretty bad. Well, that was their best decision. All right. Well, it looks like that was it for the AFC. So let's head on to the NFC. We'll start out with the NFC East, I guess. We'll start off with Cowboys, I guess. So they re-signed Dak Prescott. They signed Jeremy Sprinkle. Uh, signed Ty Nasiecki, I think so you pronounce it. Signed Carlos Watkins. Signed Brett Urban. Signed Terrell Basham. I really like that move. Signed Keanu Neal. Re-signed CJ Goodwin. Re-signed Jordan Lewis. Signed J. Ron Curse. Signed Demonte Casey. Signed Jake Mc. McQuady, I think that's how you say that. And then they just signed punter Brian Anger. I'm okay. I want you to go first on this one. C plus. 
I like, like yes, they filled in their, their, their like their safety, like that, like they lost Xavier Woods, and uh, I don't know, I forgot who their second safety was. <laughs> their second safety is uh, da, da, why am I blanking out on his name? Oh my gosh, why am I blanking out on his name? He was so good. Oh, I'm actually blanking out. Wow. All right. Well, well, once you well, once you remember who the name is, I'll just go on. Um, Demont- Donovan Wilson. God. Oh my gosh. And Donovan Wilson, which yes, he was it's really good. No, but <laughs> and Demonte Kezi and Keanu Neal, I think, are good deals for for what they got. Like pretty cheap deals. Like they can be good, but well, Keanu Neal is what I'm talking about. I don't know if he is anymore. Well, I don't think he's anymore. Like whatever. Um, Dak Prescott is still a good, like still a good quarterback, but I'm still worried about like even though his rehab is doing good, I'm still there's always that worry that he could not be good, but overpaid. Like C, C plus. I'm gonna go B plus on this. Uh, I think the resigning of Dak was so important. Jeremy Sprinkle is well, I guess our third tight end. Um, I really like the move of Terrell Basham to be, well, a backup, honestly, but still, Terrell Basham, I think, is really, really good still. Keanu Neal, going to play linebacker and safety for us. I think that's really, really good. CJ Goodwin's an amazing special teamer, and Demonte Casey as that second safety alongside Donovan Wilson, that's going to be really, really nice to have. Ryan Anger is the new punter. He's still one of the best punters in the league, so I don't mind that at all. We lost our long snapper, but you know what? Ronin, arguably the best in the league, I'm pretty sure. Um, J. Ron Curse, you know, I wanted Malik Hooker, but they signed J. Ron Curse instead. So, and he's still really good as well. I'm going to go B plus on this. All right, let's hold over to the New York Football Giants. They've done a ton in free agency. They signed Mike Glennon, signed Devontae Booker, signed Kenny Galladay, John Ross, Kyle Rudolph, Zach Fulton, Ryan Anderson. They franchise tag Leonard Williams and then signed him to a long-term deal. Signed to Danny Sheldon and then, of course, brought in Adoree Jackson. All right. Um, B-plus and also Adoree, you should have went to the Eagles. You should have went there. You would have been doing much better. But, like, anyway. Um, but Dory Jackson is a steal. Like, obviously, a very good corner and young to put aside um, James Bradbury there. Larry Williams it was an overpay, in my opinion. Like, he only had one good season. And just, what you, just like, what? Like, you, you, I, I just don't get what they were doing right there. Kenny Galladay. Little upset, it kind of upset me a little bit, but I don't know. It, it was a good signing for them. I don't know why he would go there when Danny Dimes is their quarterback, but whatever. Kyle Rudolph, a, a good deal. Have their second tight end uh, b- behind Evan Ingram, and I'm going to give it a B plus again. Man, I hate to do this because I, I really, really dislike the Giants. I'm going to go A minus, man. I got Michael in and uh, but man, the Kenny Galladay signing arguably got the best receiver in free agency. Man, Kenny Galladay was a really good deal for them. And John Ross, um, he's getting a second chance here in New York. Let's 
see how he does. Kyle Rudolph is a really good signing for them. They need someone to catch the ball with really good hands. That's him, and that's definitely not Evan Ingram. Leonard Williams got the franchise tag, and then they re-signed him. I think he's a little bit overpaid, but he still had a really good year last year. Danny Shelton was at one point one of the best defensive tackles in the league and then dramatically fell off. And then the, maybe you can make a case for the big one, but Adoree Jackson coming to New York, I, that really pains me. I really don't like that deal right there. That's a good deal for the Giants, and he's going to be a really good slot corner for them, or even the guard, his number, their number one receiver. I, I hate that move for the Giants, A-. minus. All right, to the Philadelphia Eagles. They have made a total of five moves. <laughs> they brought in Joe Flacco, Hassan Ridgeway, Eric Wilson, Andrew Adams, and Anthony Harris. All right, so I'm going to do what, what you did. So I'm going to go first on this one. I'll let you save it for last. <laughs> I'm going to go D-. minus. I'm not giving it an F just because off the Anthony Harris sign. Anthony Harris is still an amazing safety, probably top 10 still. But man, other than that, there's literally nothing else to talk about. Joe Flacco is a backup at best. If Jalen Hurts keeps doing awful, then, well, there you go. You got a Super Bowl winning quarterback as your backup, Joe Flacco. But other than that, there's really nothing to talk about at all. They've made the least amount of moves in free agency, and I think that corresponds to D minus. Okay. Just... <sighs> okay. 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 Why? Just why? Just you signed Anthony Harris, which is a steal. Eric Wilson, which is a good deal, but why would you sign Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco, like really? You could have. Got a scrambling quarterback that I think Madge Dillard just placed out as his backup, but no, you got Joe Flacco? Really? Just why? Andrew Adams sucks. He only he only played two games and did nothing. Like it's not Ridgeway, he's just there to be a backup. And like just why? Fucking Joe Flacco. Like, ooh, fuck you, Harry Roseman. Just fuck you. Like, you better have a you better have a fucking good player. Uh, D minus, like fuck you, Howie Roseman. All right, that off that rant. Let's head to the to the football team. And wow, they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. Obviously, they re-signed Lamar Miller because he was there at the end of the year. Signed Adam Humphrey, signed Curtis Samuel, really good deal right there. They franchised Brandon Sheriff, they brought in David Mayo, oh my god. <laughs> they brought in William Jackson, they brought in Daryl Roberts, and brought back Dustin Hopkins. C minus, only, only because they brought back it, only because they got William Jackson and Brandon Sheriff. Other than that, just backups. Like, Curtis Samuel also. Okay, shut up. Okay, okay, fine. The Steve. Okay, Curtis Samuel, that's a steal. I think he'll become that, like, offense. If Taylor Heineke or Ryan Fitzpatrick, whoever's going to start there, is going to be good. I'm hoping Heineke's going to start because I really want him to be good. Oh, 
But whoever's gonna start gonna start if it's either Heineke or Fitzpatrick, you got fun receivers to throw to, even though you might die because you're off the line. But in but the football team, like Brandon Sheriff, like you like the most important part of the offensive line, they finally brought back and finally got him to negotiate to a contract. Like I think they franchise tag him, right? Yeah, they did not come to an agreement at all. Yeah, so they franchise tagged him. That's good. They got him back. William Jackson, I think that's a good deal. Like, like they let go around Darby. Then, guy, in my opinion, a better, better player, William Jackson, which he might be a little overpaid in my opinion, but I think it can work out. There. And I'm gonna give that a C plus. I'm gonna go with a C on the dot. I think William Jackson's a really good signing. I think. Tad bit overpaid though. David Mayo, why? They brought back Dustin Hopkins, who's actually pretty good. They signed Ryan Fitzmagic to be either the backup or the starter. We'll see if it's him or Heineke. Lamar Miller is just going to be like their third stream running back. Adam Humphreys is there to be their fourth. And then Curtis Samuel to pair back up with scary Terry McLaurin. That's going to be really, really nice. For either Fitzpatrick or Heineke, I'm going to go with a C on the dot. To the NFC North. Wow. Start off with the Bears. Of course, we all know they brought in Andy Dalton. Damien Williams. They franchised Allen Robinson. They brought back Jermaine Fetty. They signed Elijah Wilkinson. Resigned Mario Edwards. They brought back Artie Burns. They signed Desmond Trufant, re-signed Cario Santos, who is, wow, phenomenal. And they brought back their punter, Pat O'Donnell. You. A D minus. Like, like, uh, just why? Just what are you doing? What? Like, why would you cut Kyle Fuller? And, like, why don't you give Al Jobson his money? Just why won't you give him his money? And why you sign Andy Dalton to a ten million dollar deal? Like, there's no reason for that. And then like you you brought back off the linemen who are bad, and uh, just brought back Artie Burns. Like why? It's awful as well. Or it's just uh, it's, you know I you know I'm no F. You failed. You failed, Bears. You failed. F. Yeah, I'm going to go with an F on this one as well. Damien Williams, I mean, they just straight up don't need. Come on, man. You have Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery. They're two pretty decent running backs. Allen Robinson, you need to give him his money, man. He's arguably a top five receiver in the league. He is so underrated. So good. And then Andy Dalton, of course, makes no sense, but... I'm just getting this weird feeling that he's going to do, like, not horrible, but I still don't think this Bears team is going anywhere. They lost a lot of people, main one being Kyle Fuller. And, um, yeah, still, this Bears team is not looking good. All right, to the Detroit Lions. We all know that they traded Matthew Stafford for Jared Goff. They signed Tim Boyle. He's back in the league. Wow. Jamal Williams. They signed. They signed Rashad Perryman. Tyler Williams. Josh Hill. Romeo Aquara. They re-signed. They traded for Michael Brockers this time. 
Alex Anzalone, they signed. They signed Quinn Dunbar, who took a year off because of all that stuff. And then they signed Fat Randy Bullock. Oh, God, Fat Randy. <laughs> okay. D. Only because they got Romeo the quarterback. That's really the only reason why. Like, Michael Brockers, he regressed hard last season. But he can still be a starter there. And then uh, Josh Hill, he's there, I guess. <laughs> I really don't have anything to say about this Lions team, really. Jamal Williams, he's a decent running back, running back, but he wasn't needed anymore because of AJ Dillon. And just, I just, I really have don't have anything to say about it. Them really, just a D. I'm actually gonna go with an F. Because they brought in Jared Goofball Goff, which is awful. Shock Perryman, I, I I could see that a little bit. Romeo Quara is literally the only reason I'm not giving this an F minus. Because wow, wow, they did nothing. Michael Brockers is horrible now, and man, they signed like an eight million per year deal. That's not for me. And yeah, F on this back to back F's for both NFC and North teams to the Packers, uh, <laughs> which they've only done five moves as well. They re signed Aaron Jones to a four year, $48 million deal. Now they re signed Mercedes Lewis, brought back Kevin King. <laughs> they brought back Tyler Lancaster and brought back Will Redman. <laughs> okay, just I'm sorry, Packers, you failed. F. Like I don't like you don't resign Corey Lindsay for some reason. You don't resign him, but you but you resign the running back who fumbled two times in your NFC Championship game, back to back even. Like, I, I get Aaron Jones is a good running back, and yes, top 10. Top 10 yeah, running back, but like, running backs are the most replaceable position of all time. Kevin King sucks. <laughs> Straight up. Just sucks. Like, like honestly, if I was a Packers fan, I would have burned a Kevin King jersey as well. But, like, you, like, which is why. Like, why don't you resign Corey Lindsay? Like, you failed, Packers. You failed. F. I'm not even going to go in on this. I mean, I, well, I'm going to go in on the Aaron Jones move. But, man, all right, I'm just letting you know, this is a fat F right here. Like, this is the, I think, okay, it's them and, like, basically every NFC North team because I gave them both an F. But, man, three for three on Fs for NFC North teams. Wow. I think Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. He brought it. Back Aaron Jones, when you have AJ Dillon, who looked phenomenal when he was on the field, he looked so good while he was on the field. Aaron Jones, don't get me wrong, he's so good as a running back, but they're so replaceable. I hate the running back positions, the most replaceable position in all of football. And the worst part is, you lost arguably the best center in the league, and Corey Lindsay. To bring back Aaron Jones. And you... Wow, you overpaid him as well. Giving him 12 mil a year. And then you, on the cherry on top, you brought back arguably the worst 
corner I've ever seen in my life in Kevin King. Wow. I think we, I think we might know who the biggest losers in any in, in the divisions. I don't know. Let's see the Vikings can oh my gosh, it doesn't look at look like it actually. The Vikings, last NFC North team, see if they can at least get over enough. They re-signed Amir Abdullah. They signed Chad Beebe. They re-signed Steven Weatherly. Brought in Dalvin Tomlinson. Brought in Nick Vigil. Brought back Mackenzie Alexander. Brought in Pat Pete and Xavier Woods. Honestly, I'm gonna give him a C. Only because of Dalvin Thompson. Like, that's a steal for them. Like, Pat P, like, he's not washed up. Like, he's obviously can't. He's obviously not number one corner anymore, but like, he's still like this is someone who can be your, your slot or second corner. Like, like yeah, that's good. Like in this defense, it, it just got a little worse to be honest. But the addition of yeah, Donald Thompson, right. Tomlinson, and Mackenzie Alexander, I think are pretty good signings to me, in my opinion. And that's those are the only reason why I'm not giving them an F. I'm just gonna give them a C mm-hmm. because because their defense is coming back full healthy and potentially look like a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you're gonna give it a C minus. Like, I don't mind the signings of Xavier Woods, Pat Pete, Mackenzie Alexander, and Dalvin Tomlinson. Like, those are really good moves right there. So every NFC North team did not get an F. The Vikings by far did the best. I mean by far. And wow, I'm just shocked how bad this division did though. And like the Vikings, they got a C minus for me. That's still below average. Like. They did make some good moves, though. I'll give them that. At least they, they did the best out of every NFC North team. To the AFC South. To the Falcons. Oh, my gosh. They brought in Mike Davis. Lee Smith, who they traded for with the Bills. They brought in Josh Andrews. Jonathan Bullard. Barcavius Mingo. They brought back Brandon Copeland, Eric Harris, and Fabian Monroe. Oh, what team is this again? The Falcons. Falcons, you failed. <sighs> you failed. Like, what are you doing? Okay, I think this might be the biggest loser from Free Agency, to be honest, now. I thought, I thought it was like the Lions or Packers now, but like, holy shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, you just signed backups, and Fabian Monroe, like, I guess he can be. Like on the field, I guess he can. Like, what are you doing, Falcons? Like, another dysfunctional organization that's going through some time right now. Like, you're not helping like anyone. Like, you're just gonna cause Calvin Ridley, like Julio Jones, just to get traded. Like, and even Dion Jones, we want to go that far. But, like, you failed, Falcons. F. <sighs> Uh, yeah, this is a straight F as well, man. I mean, whoa. I'm I'm giving this an F minus. This is my first F minus. There's nothing here I see that is valuable. Fabian Monroe at the best. There's nothing here valuable. This is all backups. And this is the team that went, what, 4-12, and 5-11 they went? I mean, wow. They're picking fourth overall. Maybe a quarterback, maybe even Kyle Pitts. But wow, this was bad. This was awful for the Falcons. I am severely disappointed by this. 
and, and I know it's because the Matty Ice deal, the Matt Ryan deal, and it takes up so much cap room, but wow, this was abysmal for the Falcons. F minus, just we're gonna move on. All right, let's go to the Carolina Panthers, who made the newest addition of the offseason so far, trading for quarterback Sam Darnold. They signed David Moore. They brought in Dan Arnold. They brought in Cam Irving. Franchise Taylor Moten. They brought in Pat Elfline. Brought back John Miller. They brought in Denzel Perryman. Signed Hassan Reddick. Brought in AJ Boye and Rashawn Melvin. Um, I'm gonna give this a B minus because AJ Boye is still a good corner, and that's gonna help him a lot with their defense. They put him alongside Dante Jackson. Hassan Reddick had had his breakout season, and I think he's overpaid a lot, but I think he could help out the team. Taylor Moten, like a good tackle, and Sam Darnold. I think that's a way. I think that's gonna be a. I think that's gonna be. Uh, a low risk trade because, like, even though you still do have Teddy Bridgewater, which holy shit, man, I feel bad for that man. Like, I really do, but but Sam Darnold, I think, just deserved this. To be honest, like, he just needed to get out with the Jets, like, just Adam Gase, just yeah, just that probably the most dysfunctional organization in the league, in my opinion. But yeah, Sam, I, the biggest winner, I think. <laughs> Of in the of the Panthers, it's really Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Anyway, I'm just gonna give it a B minus. I'm actually gonna give it a B plus here. I like the addition of Sam Darnold right here. I think he really needed to get out of New York. I think he'll have a. I think he'll have a starting quality season with the Panthers. I think they'll end up resigning him to a long term deal. David Moore's a really, really underrated wide receiver. I love that deal. Taylor Moten, that you need to re-sign. Gave him that franchise. You need to re-sign him. Denzel Perryman at one point was pretty good. Is not any close anymore. Hassan Reddick had that breakout season this year. And, well, Panthers brought him in on a one-year deal for eight mil. I mean, I don't mind that at all. A.J. Boye at one point was one of the best corners. Not that anymore. And Rashawn Melvin is back in the NFL with them. So, yep, I'll go B-plus on that. All right, let's move to the Saints. They obviously re-signed Jameis Winston, re-signed Ty Montgomery, brought, brought in Nick Vanette, brought in James Hurst, uh, brought back P.J. Williams, and franchised Marcus Williams. All right, I... Um... You failed, Saints. That's an F. You failed. Like not even Marcus Marcus Williams could, could get you out of that. Like, like the only reason why I'm giving them an F to begin with, other than the backups that they just signed, is literally they cut so many players and like I, I just need to congratulate Mickey Lewis just for getting them out of that cap hill. Like I think that's a win in itself, but like this is free agency, not not just cutting everyone you have. So, even though you did franchise tag Marcus Williams, you failed, Saints. That's an F. Yeah, I'm gonna go F plus on this. Um, I think I'm not giving it. I'm not giving it an F minus or an F just off that Marcus Williams deal. Literally, James Winston is awful. Ty Montgomery awful. PJ Williams awful. 
you need to get Marcus Williams on that long-term deal. And until you do that, I'm going to go F plus. Nothing else to say on that. Wow. For the Super Bowl champs, the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, brought back everyone, literally. Leonard Williams, they re-signed. Re-signed Chris Godwin. They gave him the franchise. Re-signed Gronk. They re-signed Aaron Stinn. They re-signed Shaq Barrett, re-signed Adamican Sue, re-signed Levante David, re-signed Ryan Suckup, who was so good for them, and re-signed Kevin Minter. They literally didn't sign anyone at all. They just re-signed everyone. Uh, even though that they didn't sign anyone, I'm going to give my first A+. Sorry, actually, I don't know if this is my first A+. To be honest, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give my first A+, to the Bucks. Like, even though you didn't sign anyone, you just re-signed your... your your core team like that's good enough for me and that's that's really good a plus you, you didn't need to spend that money or resign any like especially resign the Levante david or resign the dominican sue but you did that and you restored your team core that's an a plus for me yeah i'm gonna hit the a plus as well my first as well i think that's a major dub for the super bowl champs and well they have a really really good shot at going back to back right here at least making it back to the super bowl wow this was a really good move right here by the super bowl champion tampa bay buccaneers and well of course we know that they re-signed tom brady i guess you can say but yeah he was already going to be on the team anyway they brought back everyone running back the same team well, it worked for them. So, we'll see if they can repeat. That's basically all. Move to the Cardinals and the NFC West. Wow, the Cardinals did a lot. They did agree. Yeah, they did end up agreeing with Colt McCoy to be their backup. They signed AJ Green. Kelvin Beachum, they re signed. They brought in Brian Winters. They signed. Well, they actually finalized a trade for Rodney Hudson for that seventh-round pick. Resigned Marcus Golston. Marcus Golden signed J.J. Watt to a two-year, thirty-one million dollar deal. Signed Malcolm Butler, Robert Alford. They resigned. Uh, they brought in Sean Williams. Brought back Andy Lee and brought in Matt Prater to be their new kicker. I'm gonna say A minus because like not only did you bring in JJ Watt, which is a good signing, like you got AJ Green, which is a very low risk deal. Like it's only one year deal, and who knows, maybe he can go back to his go back to when it was prime. Which if he does, then that is scary. That wide receiver core, like Rodney Hudson and Prime Winters, those are good additions. Like how about your offensive line, which in my opinion was probably the worst in the NFL. But. Like you brought Malcolm Butler, which that's a good deal in my opinion. Even though like it's only it's only one year deal, like he obviously really regressed it, like when he went to the Titans. But it's still a low risk deal, and yeah, a minus. Actually, gonna give this one an A. I think the Cardinals had probably a top three offseason. Man, signing JJ Watt, man, that is a, such a good deal right there. JJ Watt is so good, it's still so good. And then bring in AJ Green, low risk, high reward guy. Kelvin Beecham was actually not horrendous. Marcus Golden was really good for them. Robert Alfred, they're bringing back. Still a pretty decent corner. And then Malcolm Butler, obviously. Like, I think that's a really good deal for them. On a one year, six mil deal. 
bringing in Matt Prater, though, I think that's going to be really, really important. Matt Prater is probably a top three kicker in the league. And wow, he was so good in Detroit. And now that he's coming to Arizona, that's going to be really, really nice. Him and Andy Lee, who they also brought back. Okay, I, I, um, <laughs> I forgot. This team only made three moves. I forgot. Well, the Los Angeles Rams officially made the lease. At, at least I'm sure about that. You lied I'm to me. I'm sure they did. They brought in Matthew Stafford in that trade for Jared Goff. They signed to Sean Jackson and re-signed Leonard Floyd. That's all they did. Honestly, for what they did, that I'm noticing, I'm, I'm giving it a B. Like Deshaun Jackson, like he was pretty decent in Philadelphia and Philly, in Philly for when he did play. Leonard Floyd, even though he had a breakout season, overpaid a lot. But I think he can still help out the team. And Matthew Stafford, that obviously that's just a good trade. And I'm a little flimsy about calling them Super Bowl contenders anymore, but. Who knows? A B. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a B minus. I think they could have done a little bit more, but with the three moves they did make, I mean, Stafford's an upgrade over that goofball. I mean, <laughs> clearly it makes him a better team. I mean, Deshaun Jackson is the lowest high reward guy on that one year four mil, four point five million dollar deal. And then Leonard Floyd is so, so severely overpaid. I hate that deal, but wow. The things that the Rams did, you know, hats off to them. Only making three moves, but man, well, three moves were good than most NFC North teams. All right, let's head to the final two teams. We didn't mention the Seahawks. I know, that's why I said the final oh. two teams. 49ers up next. They brought Nate Sudfield. They re-signed Kyle Juszczyk. Brought in Mohamed Sanu. Re-signed Trent Williams to that big deal. Signed Alex Mack. That's a really good deal. Signed Samson Abukum. Signed, re-signed Jason Barrett. Really good year. Really good deal for him. Brought back Emmanuel Mosley. Resigned our boy Jaquiski Tart and signed K1 Williams. I'm gonna say B minus. Like Alex Mack is a really good addition. Like replacing what Weston and Richardberg. I brought back Jason Brad, which is a very good addition. Samson and Bukum, which it, to me in my opinion is a steal in my opinion. And and Mohamed Sanu, he used to be decent. But, yeah, they did lose a lot of pieces like Kendrick Bourne. And uh, okay, never mind. I'm, I might love that to C plus. Never mind, C plus. All right, C plus. I'm gonna go with the. I'm actually gonna go with the C minus here. I don't really like most of these moves except for bringing our boy Jaquiski back. Um, I'm gonna go J- Jason Barrett though. I think was a steal by them. Jason Barrett is so underrated when healthy. He is so good while healthy. Samson Abukin was really good on that $6 mil deal per year. Two years, 12 mil. That's a really good deal for Samson Abukin. And then the Alex Mack deal as well. Really, really nice. I'll go see on that. Now for our final team, the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. Wow. Bringing back Chris Carson on a two-year, $14 million deal. They signed Gerald Everett. Signed Gabe Jackson in a trade. Only for a fifth. 
They re-signed Jordan Simmons, re-signed Carlos Dunlap, uh, signed Kerry Hyder, signed Al Woods, brought back Puna Ford, Hook'em Horns, brought in Demarius Randall, and just a couple hours ago, Akil Witherspoon. You failed. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, they they lost, like, even though they did trade for Gabe, actually, no, never mind, they didn't fail. I'm going to give them a D, D minus. Like, you, you got J, Gabe Jackson, which is a, which is a good deal, and, and it's going to help out your offensive line, which is, that's really the only thing you're going to do, which and that's disappointing for the offensive line, to be honest. You're not helping out Russ or anything. But Puna Ford, like, underrated, in my opinion. Killer Witherspoon, wait, is that his name? Killer Witherspoon? Yeah, Killer Witherspoon. Yeah, Killer Witherspoon. Yeah, it's really all to say about that. Like, D minus. I'm going to actually say they, they got an F here. Well, I hate the Chris Carson move. Like, hate paying running backs. And, well, he got a pretty decent bag as well. Gabe Jackson, I really like, but I don't think that's enough to raise it. Gerald Everett can't catch a ball at all. Kerry Hyder is a decent move. Al Woods, no. Puna Ford, I love, but no. Demarius Randall is not even close to like him back in 2017. And Akil Weatherspoon, and I'm going to go with a no on that as well. Well... That was our free agency grade so far. That was a long boy. That was very, very long, but we still have some time. So let's get into our other topics. All right, let's move on to the trade deadline, which we did not get to cover. So we're going to cover it right now. All right, start off with the Magic with the Aaron Gordon deal to the Nuggets. The Magic did get Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and some future first-round picks. And then the Nuggets obviously got Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark. Honestly, I think I think the Nuggets win this trade. To be honest, like the Magic, like they really didn't get that lot back for him for for Aaron Gordon. Like Gary Harris has been regressing like since 2019. Like he has not really been that good. RJ Hampton, he's just been there as a G leaguer. And I think those future first time picks are just going to be late picks because the Nuggets are a really good team right now. And I think Aaron Gordon's going to help that help with them a lot. Like he, he's a stretch for that that brings some energy to the team. Like that's what they're missing with Jeremy Grant now now that he left to Detroit. That's what they're missing, and, and they got and they got that missing piece with Aaron Gordon. So yeah, it's a win for me for the Nuggets. Loser for the Magic. Yeah, if I had to pick a winner and loser, I'm going to go the exact same as you. I'm going to say that the Nuggets win this trade right here. And I'm going to say the Magic lose, but not by not by a large margin. I think RJ Hampton can be still pretty good. Obviously showed that in the Australian League. Hasn't really gotten a chance yet. Gary Harris, yeah, I think you needed to get rid of him. And then some future first-round picks. I completely agree. The Nuggets are a really good team. These are going to be some late picks. Nuggets obviously getting Aaron Gordon. Really good, really good power forward. Can, is now space in the floor. Can shoot the ball. And I think Nuggets easily win this trade right here. Uh, next trade. Victor Oladipo going to the Miami Heat from the Rockets. So the Heat just get Victor Oladipo, the Rockets get Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, and the 2022 draft pick swap. Okay. 
even though Kelly Olynyk has really has been doing pretty good to be honest with the Rockets, you still lose. Like my like what like what was the purpose of getting Victor Oladipo? Like if when you could have had Karis LeVert, like what was the purpose of that? Like were you just trying to like get were you hoping like to get more? And and I'm assuming there is better offers than that. Like Jesus Christ, like Victor Oladipo is averaging like 20 points a season. Like like how do you not get that much more? Like did he? Like by a like two like five miles win this trade, like like the, this guy is obviously gonna help the Heat with their hopefully defending the East, the East a title, which they're looking which is it's not good right now. But it's the NBA playoffs, anything can happen. But I think that the Heat win this by ten miles. I completely agree, man. This is a contract year for Victor Oladipo as well, and he's putting up so good numbers. Victor Oladipo's been so good this year. Kelly Olenek, I mean, yeah, he's been doing really good so far, but Avery Bradley's not who he was a couple years ago. And then the draft pick swap, well, it's, it's the Heat, so it's not going to be really good picks at all. And, man, Victor Oladipo has been so good this year, and I don't see a world where the Heat don't win this trade. Heat winners, Rockets losers by miles. Alright, now to the Celtics and the Magic deal. Celtics add Evan Fournier in the deal with the Magic. Celtics just got Evan Fournier and the Magic get Jeff Teague who they cut. He's now a Milwaukee Buck. And two future second round picks. I think it's pretty obvious who won. It's the Magic. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it's the Celtics. Even though that they're expecting to get a star, which I was expecting that as well. Like, they're in, there's so many rumors with Andre Drummond and all those other people. But they only got, like, Evan Fournier. Like, really? Like, like I know it's disappointing. But, like, but like he's, like, Evan Fournier is coming off the... Of, Coming off of his best year yet, and I think he's gonna help the Boston Celtics, which are struggling right now without Kemba. Like they're just struggling. In my opinion, the most disappointing team in the league. Like they're still in a playing game. But like Jesus Christ! Like I didn't expect them to fall that bad. Like you, that was like Celtics. You disappointed, but Magic, you really disappointed. Celtics win by one mile, and in my opinion, the Magic are the biggest trade losers. Yeah, they're selling their team right now, completely in the in the rebuilding phase. Celtics, I mean, yeah, there's no way in this world that they don't win that trade. Jeff Teague is not who he was back in 2015, 2016. Two future seconds are going to be nice for the Magic, but come on, it's the Celtics. They'll probably be a good team, at least probably top five in the East. And then Evan Fournier, well, did have a good year last year. And now, uh, well, hasn't really done that yet for the Celtics. You know, they're just waiting for him. I definitely coming off the bench, and that's really good for them to have that nice bench, that nice spark off the bench and Evan Fournier. And, well, I like this trade a lot for the Celtics. Give me them as the winners, Magic as the losers. All right, heading next to the Mavs. With J.J. Redick, who they got from the Pelicans. The Mavericks get J.J. Redick and Nico Melli. And the Pelicans get James Johnson, Wes, I'm not even trying to pronounce that last name, a 2021 second, and some cash. 
I think it's pretty obviously one. The map was one. Like N- Nico Melli is just a stretch five, stretch four, which he's not good at anything other than shooting, to be honest. And JJ Redick, like he's finally showing age, like Jesus Christ. But he's still a good shooter, and hopefully can can bring a spark off the bench. And yeah, I think it's pretty clear who the one who won the trade the Mavs. Yep, Mavericks. JJ Redick, like finally shown showing some age regression but man he's still been pretty good like jj reddick is shooting like 40 percent from three like not bad not bad at all but man like they are clear winners right here because man wow the pelicans got nothing not even a first they couldn't even finesse a first at all so, yep, the Mavericks as the winners and the Pelicans as the losers. And in a couple more trades that we'll talk about, because there's just a ton of them that like we're not going to go over because they're not that important. Let's go with Lou Will and Rondo swap. The Clippers are getting Rondo. Hawks are getting Lou Will in a 2023 second, 2027 second, and some cash. All right, I'm gonna say the the Clippers won this trade because Rondo, like he does, he he's no longer what he was when he was with the Celtics, but he's still a good passer and can be a decent scorer. Like he just needs to be there for playoff Rondo, and that's really all you need him for, to be honest. Lou Will, Lou Will is finally showing age. Like he's obviously really regressed to what he was, and Rondo just really hasn't played this season. So yeah, I think I think right now the Clippers are the winners. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna say the Clippers win this trade, and that's just straight off playoff Rondo. Playoff Rondo is an All Star, no doubt about it. Like playoff Rondo is so good. Man. Lou will finally not in the six year like competition at all. Like finally after years, man, but kind of don't like seeing Lou Will like this. He's such a good six-man, one of the greatest six-men of all time. But man, Rondo is really, really important for the Clippers. They needed a, a point guard, and they get Rondo, who's going to show up in the playoffs for sure. All right, well, I guess we'll give our little bit of thoughts on the Nuggets uh, getting back JaVale McGee for with the Cavs. So the Nuggets get JaVale McGee. Cavs got Isaiah Hardenstein and two future seconds. I, I think it's pretty clear who won this one. JaVale McGee, like, even though he's not anything, just really. He, he did have, JaVale McGee did have his best years in, in Denver, so maybe this could work out. Like, maybe, who knows? Like, uh, I think it, the Nuggets won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good backup center with them for JaVale McGee. Isaiah Hardenstein, like, wow, he's been disappointing. But, man, well, two future seconds, that's not bad for JaVale McGee. Would have liked a first, and I maybe would have gave it to the Cavs. But, yeah, I think definitely the Nuggets win that trade right there. All right, let's talk about, let's do... Alright, well, let's talk about the Spurs, I guess, since the Spurs actually made a deal. They added Marquise Chris in the deal with the Warriors. So the Spurs got Marquise Chris some cash, and the Warriors just got the draft rights to Cody Layton, and who I didn't even know was a person. Hey, yeah, this, this, this Spurs just... They, they, they got Marquise Chris, but then 
cut him for no reason. So yeah, I don't really, I don't think there's any winner here to be honest. And also, also, I'm going to remind you right now. We forgot. We need to talk about Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. Okay. I guess we'll talk about it now. Lamarcus Aldridge signed with the Nets. Yeah, they added him. <laughs> That's it. Just that. There's nothing. Yeah. Okay, All right, we'll talk about actually a decent trade right here. The 76ers get George Hill right here in a three-team trade with the Knicks and the Thunder. 76ers get George Hill. The Knicks get Terrence Ferguson, Vincent Porter, and two seconds. And the Thunder get Austin Rivers, Tony Bradley, and two seconds. Well, Austin Rivers got cut, and now he's a buck. Yep. But uh, I think the 76ers win this trade because uh, George Hill, like a veteran, they did need some veteran leadership, and we got that. But George Hill, and pretty decent in the playoffs, like last season, he was pretty decent in the playoffs. But like, uh, other than that, like, we don't have anything to say about this. Like, I think 76ers won this trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna say the 76ers won that trade, and I don't think I need to explain myself. All right, we'll talk about these two more right here which were the first two deals of the day. The Blazers did get Norman Powell for Gary Trent and Rodney Hood. All right. So um, if this was like, if this was like before like we talked about um, before Gary Trent's played games, I would, I would have gave this to the Blazers because um, they're going to lose Gary Trent anyway, because he's a free agent this season and they don't have cap at all. So I know Powell's coming off his best season yet. So that'll be good for the playoff push and Gary. And, but over these last two games, I'm going to say Gary Trent is the Raptors are the winners. Like Gary Trent has been doing really, really good. Like he's been helping their team. Like he had a buzzer gear to win, to win, like just breaking out with, with the Raptors. Like I think the Raptors are winners. Match, you disagree. I'm gonna say the Blazers win this one right here. Norman Powell has been so good this year. Don't get me wrong, Gary Trent has been phenomenal these past few games. And well, Rodney Hood, like, really hasn't been good at all. But Norman Powell, man, is just better than them. Like, Norman Powell has been so good this year. And the Blazers get him further playoff push. Um, I'm gonna say the Blazers are the winners right here. And then the last trade, the Bulls get Nikola Vucevic for and Alfred Aminu for Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, and two future first-round picks. Wow, this was like the first blockbuster. I think it's like the first trade, and this was a blockbuster. Like I didn't think Nikola Vucevic was going to get traded, to be honest, but he did. And like Wendell Carter, he's been lit- he's been disappointed with the Bulls, and I guess he needed it. Like a, a change in teams, even though he's still competing with like Ken Birch and, and Mo Bamba, which I don't know why he's still not playing, but 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 whatever. And two future first round picks, I think that's a pretty good haul for what they got for for what the Magic got, yeah. And then yeah. the Bulls, like like they got a perennial All Star in Nicole Vucevic, who's a good score, good rebounder, just just all around good, like good for your offense. And and I don't think that the Bulls are going to make the playoffs or get the end game at all. But I think it's going to help them in the future. And wow, this really surprised me. But I'm going to give it to the Bulls. Yeah, I'm going to say the Bulls win this trade right here. I think Wendell Carter has been really good so far. And I'm honestly shocked that they had to trade him here. 
But Otto Porter, yeah, you just don't need as he had a big contract anyway. And then two future firsts is going to hurt the Bulls a little bit. But, I mean, you're getting an all-star in Nikola Vucevic, a good bench in Alfred Camino. Like, I think the Bulls clearly win this one here. Helping the Bulls try and make the, the playoff push. But I don't know if they'll get in or not. But this is really, really important to the Bulls for to help out Zach Levine. Got him another star in Chicago. All right. Well, that does it for the trade deadline. Let's go to something we forgot to mention on the last podcast. And we're so sorry about this. We just, it just left our mind. We're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, Drew Brees, announcing his retirement. He is retired from the game of football after 20 years. And, man, I, I am so sad to see him go. I'm not, I'm not a New Orleans Saints fan at all, but... Man, I grew up watching Drew Brees, man. I've been from this generation while Drew Brees was one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And, man, I'm sad to see another one go. Is that it? Yeah. I'll talk more about it later. Okay. I didn't expect it to be that short, but whatever. Um, Drew Brees, like, he's been a really good quarterback and better than Tom Brady. But... Yeah, Drew Brees, like he's obviously the all-time passing yards leader. Like he's been really good with the Saints, won a Super Bowl. Sadly, he somehow did not win an MVP, which is criminal in my opinion. Yep. But I think, in my opinion, he is a top ten, borderline top five quarterback. I don't know. Like he is an all-time great, and and in my opinion, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep, no doubt in my mind. Like Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks I've ever gotten the gift to see play the game of football like definitely a top 10 quarterback of all time yeah on the fringe of top five but man wow it is so sad to see drew Brees go i grew up watching this guy man and again not a saints fan but man i sure did love watching drew Brees play man it was honestly it was a gift to be honest all right, hold on. I'm gonna say something now. We're gonna lose a lot of legends. Like this decade's gonna be brutal. It's it is gonna be brutal for us and everyone listening to this right here. Like we're gonna lose Larry Fitz, and I'm not, I'm happy that Tom Brady's gonna be tired. I don't care. A Rod, like man, just like Philip Rivers retired too. Yeah, Philip Rivers, man, like. We're losing so Big much legends. Yeah, Big Ben after this season. Possibly JJ Watt. Yep. Just we're losing like, a lot of legends this decade and it's sad, but we're gonna get through this, so yeah. Yeah. And man, like we grew up watching these guys, man, and it's so sad how time flows so quick, man. And now we don't get to watch these guys play the game of football, but on the bright side, though, we get to see Drew Brees in the NBC booth alongside Al Michaels in the coming years. Hopefully like replacing Col- Chris Collinsworth. Yes, he'll definitely be replacing Chris Collinsworth. With- Gosh, he is awful as, as a sports analyst. But, man, as a sports commentator. But, holy, man. I mean, I'm excited to see Drew Brees on the commentary gang, though. I'm really, really excited to see that. I'm just kind of wondering if they're still going to put those PFF grades that that they do in Sunday Night Football. Yeah, 
But like, whatever. I don't care. Chris Collinsworth, he sucks. So let's move on to our next topic. All right. We may have time for our our uh, last topic, but let's talk about. This could be our last one. I think we may have time for the other one. Though. We're gonna give another 2020 NFL mock draft. So, all right. So we already made these before. So, well, we're just gonna list them right here. So I have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking, of course, Trevor Lawrence. I also have the Jaguars taking Trevor Lawrence, and holy shit, that's right. I have the Jets taking Zach Wilson. Same here. (laughs) Number three, San Francisco 49ers take Mac Justin Fields. Justin Fields. They take Mac Jones, man. I'm going to freak. Well... Falcons, I actually have them taking Kyle Pitts. Okay, you seriously read my mind. I, I also have them taking Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's heavy reports right now. Alright, Bengals, I was going back and forth with Jamar Chase and Panay Sewell, but I did end up signing for Panay Sewell. Yep, same here. Mm-hmm. Alright, to the number six pick, the Miami Dolphins. Formerly the Eagles, but the Dolphins. I haven't taken Jamar Chase. Shut up about that. But yeah, Jamar Chase. Detroit, I have them selecting Jalen Waddle. Same here. Carolina, number eight, they get Rashawn Slater. Okay, yep, same here. Got <laughs> every pick the same? Yes. <laughs> Number nine, the Denver Broncos. I'm taking Trey Lance. How? We had the same picks. Wow, bro. This is actually unbelievable. And then 10, I, of course, have the Cowboys taking Sertain. Yep, same here. Wow. Same top 10. Wow. And the number 11, I have the Giants taking Devontae Smith. Really? Yep. They're stacked on receivers. No, they're really not. Okay, anyway. I've been taking Quiddy Pay. Wow, that is high for Eagles, I've been selecting JC Horn. I have them selecting Devonta Smith. Thirteen Chargers take Elijah Vera Tucker. I have them taking Christian Darisaw. At 14, I have the safety going high. Trayvon Marion, the best safety in the class. I have going to the Vikings. I have JC Horn going to the Vikings. At number 15, he slipped this far. The Patriots take Mac Jones. Yep, same here. Number 16, Cardinals take Caleb Farley. I have them taking Elijah Vera Tucker. 17, the Vegas Raiders. I have them selecting Taven Jenkins. I'm selecting Micah Parsons. And that's who I have a number 18 for the Dolphins, Micah Parsons. I'm taking Jalen Phillips. And number 19, the football team. I'm selecting Jeremiah Owosu Koormara. I have them taking Tavin Jenkins. Number 20, the Bears take Christian Darisaw. I'm taking Rashad Bateman. Number 21, the Colts get their Anthony Costanza replacement, Sam Cosme. I have them taking Greg Newsome. 
Titans at 22, they take Rashad Bateman. I've been taking Elijah Moore. 23, the Jets select Eric Stokes. I've been taking Aziz Ajilari. 24, I have the Steelers selecting Landon Dickerson. I have the Steelers selecting Travis Etienne. Wow. 25, the Jags, Christian Barmore. I have them taking Trayvon Mowick. And then 26, the Browns, I have Jalen Phillips. In my opinion, if this is true, then the Browns got the biggest steal in the, in the class right now. They, they got Jeremiah Uzu Karamoa. Wow. Baltimore, I have Jason Owen. I have them taking Kadarius, Kadarius Tony. 28, the Saints select Quiddy Pay. I have them taking Caleb Farley. Uh, number 29, I have the Packers selecting Greg Mason. I have them taking Sam Cosme. At 30, Carlos Basham to the Bills. I have them taking Jason Owa. And then for the runner-ups, Kansas City Chiefs, Liam Eckenberg. I have them taking Zayvon Collins. And then for the Super Bowl champs, they get the biggest steal of the draft. They get Kadarius Tony. I have them taking Christian Barmore. All right. Well, that is our start of April mock draft. The draft is in about two weeks. Very excited for that. It is almost draft time. I am I'm ecstatic right now. Uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know about me. All right. So we do have extra time for this next topic. So this will be our last topic no matter what. So since the MLB season has started, I'm a big baseball fan. So I'm gonna, me and John decided to give our no, MLB no, playoff. No, 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 I don't know shit about baseball. So no. Well, you're going to make predictions. No, no, you have to. No. Wow. Okay. All right. I'll make mine then. Wow. All right. So, well, baseball has been really weird so far. There have been a lot of teams winning and losing that really shouldn't. But, all right. I'll start off with the American League winning the NFC. Oh, my gosh. The AL East. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the New York Yankees as the number one seed. The number two seed, I have the Chicago White Sox. And the number three seed, I have the, the Houston Ashers. Oh, my God. And then for the wild cards, I'm going to give it to the Minnesota Twins and the Tampa Bay Rays. Well, if, I, if I was doing them, then that would have been my, those would have been my picks. All right, I'll head over to the National League now. The, the number one seed, it's going to be the Giants. No, it's going to be the Dodgers. Come on, let's be for real. The Dodgers is the number one seed. The number two seed, the I'm going to give it to... Imagine. They're in the American League, by the way, anyway. Shut up. All right. I have the Atlanta Braves as the second seed. And then as the number three seed, I have the Milwaukee Brewers. And then for my wild cards, I'm going to give it to the Padres, obviously, and the New York Mets. Yeah, wait, but do you not have the Braves? Yes, I have the Braves as the number two seed. Okay, then. All right. 
Now, for the wild card game, wild card games, I have the Rays and the Twins. I'm gonna say that the Twins streak still lives on, and <laughs> the Tampa Bay Rays win. <laughs> and now to the National League, I have the Mets and the Cardinal. I mean, oh my gosh, the Mets and the Padres. And man, in a close one, DeGrom against probably you Darvish or Blake Snell. Man, that is hard because DeGrom is so good. But I, I'm going to take the Padres in a very, very close game. To the American League games, I have the Yankees. And the Rays, I'm going to say the Yankees win that in four. And then my other side, I have the White Sox and the Astros. I'm going to actually take the Astros in, in five. And then to the National League, I have the number one seeded Dodgers against the Padres. I'm going to say the Dodgers win that in, the, in five. And then my other games, I have... The Brewers and the Braves. I'm going to say the Braves win in three. The sweep right there. To the ALCS, I have the Yankees and the Astros. I'm going to pick the Yankees in this one in seven. And then I'm not a Yankees fan, sir. I hate the Yankees. When did I say you're a Yankees fan? Call me bias. I picked the Yankees to win. No, I called you bias because you had the because you had the White Sox losing to the Astros. Yeah, they look like the better team right now. And then the National League, like far more better, by the way. I have the Dodgers and the Braves. I'm gonna pick the Dodgers in seven. And then the World Series. The World Series. I have the Yankees and the Dodgers, and well, the Yankees don't stand a damn chance at all. The Dodgers are repeating this in five. There's no chance that they win at all. The Dodgers are your 2021 or yeah, 2021 World Series champs. Prediction. Yep. And well. Looks like that's it. So yeah, that is the end of the podcast. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, but we're still getting there. We're doing. We have a long episode for you guys to watch and possibly fall asleep to. We don't really care what you choose, to be honest. But if you choose to just watch and listen, just thank you for that. Just, just thank you. Yes. Just thank you, guys for watching and this is John Contreras 